Dad bod rap pod. We in this thing, three men of a certain age talking about all things hip hop. My name is Damone Carter, aka Dim One. I am joined by the dream team, Michael, Magic, and Larry. <laughs> I guess that makes me Larry. Huh? I was going Dave. I think for his range, he's versatile, and he's got back problems. So <laughs> I think I'm more of the Christian Leitner of the crew. So uh... <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this, but um, there's this story. It might be apocryphal floating around the internet that when uh, the Dream Team was in Barcelona, they would always ask John Stockton to take their picture with the like the the, the big stars. It's like, <laughs> no hey, way. hey, man, can you can you take a picture of me and Magic Johnson? Wow. Just like rub his rub his bow cut. <laughs> totally. Oh man, poor John Stockton because he seriously looks like a tourist. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. By short yeah. length alone. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. We yeah we are we are the Dream Team. Uh. We're here for podcast supremacy. And this is a a dope episode that we got lined up for you guys. I want to, before we talk about what we got lined up, I want to orient everyone in there. Where did you find Hyro? Where did Hyro find you? I have a very specific kind of <laughs> Hyro origin story, but I'm I'm wondering, Nate, when when did the 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 third eye sensibilities enter your consciousness? If if I had to guess, and I don't have a specific story, I would guess that Note uh, 93 Till Infinity was right. the first thing sure. that I heard. And it kind of, I was always really taken with the kind of uh, their logo and their mm-hmm. sensibility, mm-hmm. the fact they were from the Bay. Right. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's like you read the liner notes, check out the guests, right. find the guests. Right. Um, so that that's pretty much it's pretty it's not super entertaining but that's that's how I found <laughs> did out you about watch it on CMC probably exactly. probably exactly. as we all yeah. did right as yeah, we all right. did I gotta say though when I first picked up No Need for Alarm by Dell as I'm sure all of us did mind blowing mind blowing right? who yeah. who who is this horn player weaving in and out of these rustic beats it's it's absurd yeah anyway so to have him on the program is very exciting and to really get his. Uh, his insight on those records was like, oh, word. Right. There's, so there's, there's a lot of gems for you there. For me, my, my Hyrule origin story, um, I definitely knew about Dell because I was a, a very into anything that the Ice Cube kind of street knowledge, mm. you know, all the artists that were coming out of that. And I kind of, not sure where, but I figured out that they were somehow in cahoots and um, it, it was a weird cover for I Wish My Brother George Was Here. So I got involved with that. But my awareness of Hyro, uh, I had a friend who had the cassette single, yes, I'm old, hmm. of Thoughts of the Thoughtful, and That's How It Is. Hmm. And I remember I heard That's How It Is. I was like, oh, by casual. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Thoughts for the Thoughtful, I was just like, yep, this is pretty much all rap needs to be yeah, forever, yeah. forever and ever and ever. Right. I remember um, hearing that for the first time, too. I and mean, just and just being kind of blown away. Blown away. I still love the title to this day. I mean, totally. Yeah. I yeah. think it's interesting because they're kind of bohemian. Like they right. talk yeah, about right. like going to the movies and yeah. like they have. They're like normal dudes right. in a way, but uh, their best songs are so sinister. Yes, it's right. just yeah, like right. there's like this kind of like gnarled quality to mm-hmm. their rapping and their yeah. especially their production, which is like really dusty jazz samples, right. just like right. looped up right. beautifully. And there's always a little menace to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and they, they yeah. have an edge. I mean, and especially speaking. Uh, casual. Yes. I mean, he's he's like the, the street sort of representation of them. Of them. Yeah. Absolutely. And and looking at that Voltron, I mean, you you know, I would say that Dell is kind of the head of that. Yeah, um, and I and I believe like just you know through interviews and stuff that the crew has said that yeah he's kind of he's he's the head 
you know? Yeah. He, he has the most good projects. Right. I would the say. The most good projects. Okay. Okay. We definitely got he just to... went like by discography, which is He's how got I the tend heaviest, to think of heavy, heaviest catalog. He has the heaviest catalog. He does, absolutely. Yeah. Every yeah. all of them have highlights of their catalog and all right. of them have sustained pretty good careers well into their kind of middle age. But um I think he has the the biggest highlights, and if you were going to measure it like this, he's had these breakthroughs like the right. Gorillas yeah, moment, the just Gorillas, huge, the mo- huge yeah. records like right. twenty years apart, right? If you think yeah. about Mr. Dabalina, right. um, was a very big record, and then literally like twenty twenty something years later, right. uh, the Gorillas joint dropped. But I'm proud of us as a podcast because we didn't talk about that fucking Gorillas joint. <laughs> um, it's 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 a cool song. It's like one of those things where. Your friends get into something you're really into, right. but only because it had the biggest commercial window right. possible. I, just, I, I was happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. not my right. jam, though. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ab- absolutely. And uh, I like boo boo heads. You know. It's right. Like, totally. Like, totally. It's the Dell for me. Right. Exactly. No. Totally. Man. Future development. You know. Future, yeah, yeah. We nerded out on future development. We talked about his entire career. Uh, Dell is a super, you know, open dude, and he was he was talking in, in some pretty frank terms. So, right, right. You're gonna hear some stuff. I don't think you've heard from Dell in another interview. I, I don't was, think so. Yeah, Lots I was kind of combing through what he some of his past interviews, and we were definitely better than the DJ Vlad interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flex. I'm sorry, we're the dream team. Uh, I think. I've always thought of him as really approachable. Like, you'll just be like, go up to Berkeley right. back in the day and you'll see him on BART or on mm-hmm. his Razor scooter mm-hmm. or like walking down Telegraph. And he's, he seems like a normal guy. He kind of has like a diminutive stature and he's always like right. on some kind of wheeled device. Like, right, he's always totally. got a skateboard a or razor. something. Yeah. And so I've just, I, I really have always thought of him as very approachable. He'd like go to the merch booth mm-hmm. after the shows, totally. et cetera, et cetera. And, Talking to him today just confirmed that he is just such a real person. Right, right. It's just so right. good to hear where his at at the pinnacle of his rapping, he almost has like this kind of superhero countenance where right. it's like, what can't he do with these syllables? Right. But at the end of the day, he's just this really smart, thoughtful guy. Yeah. And so it, w- it was a pleasure to kind of have like, that. I like I like it when he's funny. I like the aspects of humor, and he sort of touched on that in the interview. And um, yeah, it's important. I mean, it's it's really a peak inside of his sort of humanity, right? Just sort of a normal guy. Absolutely. Who is an iconic rapper? Exactly. Everyday Genius, uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien interview right here on the Dead by Rap Pod. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, what's up, Del? What's up? How you doing, man? First off, thank you for your time, dude. Um, we're about to start taping right now. So um, thanks again, man. Thanks for all the back and forth, man. I'm glad to make this happen. Oh, uh, right on. Cool, man. So, you know, we've been checking out the new... Um, the new project you've been doing, you did with Amp Live. Can you touch a little bit about that? How that got put together? How you guys linked up? Okay, um, I've known Amp for quite a while. Okay. Um, and um, we just been bumping heads, like doing shows and tours and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We we cross on each other path, and we just kind of interested in the same kind of stuff. Basically, kind of like tech nerds. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, really into music, like as far as production and stuff, you know. Okay, okay. So we always, we was always chatting about stuff. Okay, thanks, man. Uh, um, so... Hello? 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 Uh, yeah, 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 sorry about that, man. All good, all I good. Was, uh, 
grab my um, food from Smash Burger real quick. <laughs> Sorry to catch you at a bad time, man. No, it's all good. Uh, no, no, it's all good. I, I, I knew I'd be out here. So you know what? So you know when you when you hooked up with Amp and actually when you hook up with other producers as a rapper, what, what are you looking for? What are you looking for when you uh, link up and collaborate with the producer? Um, for me, it. Um, oh, okay. Well, well, to go back to how we hooked up and stuff because it kind of correlates that. Um, it, it has more to do with do I get along with you as a person? Mm, mm. You know what I mean? So I got along with Amp. The way the pro the way the project came together was I was having some issues at the time. You know, crazy relationship, just a lot of stuff in in my life coming to a certain point. Okay. And I was, I was also trying to figure out musically what direction I wanted to go. And I, I, I was telling this. Hello? Yo, man, I'm sorry. You're breaking. Start. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Can, can you hear me? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So let's just go back to that question. Yeah. Like, so, um, you know, hooking up with oh, um, producers, what are you looking for? And you said you and Amp, uh, you know, getting along and just vibing, right? Yeah, um, you, you know, I'm not really looking for anything in particular. Mm. Like, and a lot of times people come to come to find me. Uh-huh. Because I produce myself, so I don't need anybody to, to produce anything for me. You know what I mean? Right on, right on. I, hold on. Go ahead, wait for that motorcycle, whatever the book. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, I, I could produce myself, you know what I mean? Like, I study music theory, like, I know music so i don't need anybody else to produce for me mm. so people usually come in to see me okay or what i could do but i i, I like a little funk with my stuff you know what i'm saying <laughs> i gotta be kind of funky in some way you know what I mean? or or you know uh, uh what do you call it uh quirky or something you sure. know what i mean something gotta stand out mm-hmm mm-hmm with Amp, though, it was just, uh, he just felt me, I guess, in the direction I was trying to take my music, was pretty much back to the essence of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's how it just started working out. Okay. Really, it started, really, it started, he wanted me to, like I said, he wanted me to do some vocals for a song that he had. Mm. So by the time I finally got the vocals to him, uh, we was just chatting after that, and the conversation got into all this about, you know, taking it back to the essence or whatever. Okay. And then he approached me about, man, we should work on the whole project. You know, and when I, while I was dealing with whatever, I was working out the lyrics to whatever music he gave me. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So I just let him, I just let him take control as far as the production is concerned because I trust him as a producer. To me, he's a phenomenal producer. Mm -hmm, so I just true. let him, I just let him go where I thought we already discussed what I, what the, theme or what what it was mm -hmm. so after that i'm like creatively you can take it where you want to take it okay perfect 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 mm -hmm. that's dope so could we talk a little bit kind of going back to the beginning uh i wish my brother george was here uh, a classic hip-hop album we we hear on the dad pod rap pod love it to death can you just talk a little bit about like you know working with ice cube prior to that and how that album came along okay Okay, um, really, I didn't work with Cube that much, you know. I worked with Sir Jinx. Mm -hmm. That's who I was working with. And Sir Jinx is, um, Sir Jinx is, uh, Dr. Dre's cousin. Mm. And, um, he lived next door to Cube and also was in a, 
group with Cube in high school named CIA. Oh, it wow. was him, KD, and I, Ice Cube. So Sir Jinx, KD, and Ice Cube was in CIA. This is all in LA. I'm in Oakland, California. Right. So um, I would just I would come out there, you know, during the summer because my you know my, all my family live out there. Ice Cube is my cousin, so all my family on my mom's side is out in LA. So every summer I'm out there, right? Mm -hmm. I see Jinx. You know, Jinx knew what I could do lyrically. And he just started working with me kind of exclusively after a while. Mm. You know? Okay. And from that, it got to the point where it got good enough where Cube was like, okay, I guess I'll fuck with you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but did, did you ghostwrite a little bit? I heard you ghostwrote some of the stuff on Kill It Will. I'm saying, yeah? I, I heard you ghostwrote some of the stuff on Kill It Will. If you want to call it that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. He don't need nobody to write for right, him. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It was more or less he was giving me, a, this this the way I look at it. He was giving me a chance to get my feet wet, mm. put a little money in my pocket, you know what I'm saying, while I'm waiting to make my record. Mm. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. it's not like he needed me to do nothing. Yeah, right. Like you know what I'm saying? Contributed. Like, just to kind of like let me, let me uh, you know, get my feet wet real quick, see what it's like. Sure. So, Dell, I'm going to ask you a question I've been wondering about since I was 13 years old. Is that a BD or a J on the cover of No Need for Alarm? A BD. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Can you mm. still get BDs? Are BDs still available? Nah, man. No. I vape now. <laughs> same, same. Awesome. I've been vaping like for a minute now. Well, quite a while. Okay, cool. Can you um can you help us kind of understand the genesis of that record and how it's such a stark contrast to the record that came before? How it's just like kind of like vicious beats and rhymes as opposed to a whole kind of you know concept with the p funk samples and stuff. Like what changed? Um, to me, nothing really changed that much. You know what I mean? I kind of I would say production value wise. It wasn't as good as the first album. Mm. Really? Okay. Mm. Kind of has a, a homemade feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, I mean, it, the production value wasn't as good as the first album. Mm. So that was a change. Um, but the second album was rougher around the edges, and I, I wanted it to be like that. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You know I, what think, I mean, I wanted to say more, more hard is what I wanted. You certainly. know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Not that there was anything, not that there was anything wrong with the first record, but to a lot of my friends at the time, they was like clowning me and shit. <laughs> For real. Like I uh, like like I sold out or something. I'm like, nigga, this is fucking <laughs> Parliament Funkadelic. What is you talking about? Right. 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 Was it you know was it Dabalina though? Was it because Dabalina hit so hard? What was that? Was it because Mr. Dabalina hit so hard, and that kind of folks thought that was your whole thing? I don't know. I mean, it wasn't even really about Dabalini because they heard that in my house when I was making it. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was more about the P-Funk and like gangsters rap over P-Funk. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> Some dumb shit, basically, that don't even make no sense. But, but back then, the peer pressure like was hella hard on me. It made me feel like, oh, damn, I'm not a real rapper. So that's why I was going so hard on my second album. Okay, okay. Well, you know, we're going to, you know, jump around a little bit because, I mean, we've, we've listened to your discography. We're huge fans. Um, I remember when I first heard No Need for Alarm blew me away. 
And then, you know, I feel like some of the younger generation, um, what, their favorite is Deltron. How did that come together with Automator? Um, okay, hold on a second. Um, Deltron, that... Hold on, let me put this shit in my bag. Um, Deltron <laughs> came... Deltron came about with me thinking about, you know, video games and, like, sci-fi shit, mm. anime manga you know what i'm saying okay i was studying japanese at the time so i was heavily into manga at the time wow um and and i, I was just trying to think of it started out with just like freestyles and stuff that were kind of like more technological had more of a techno techno lean to it as far as the vocabulary and shit mm -hmm. and concepts you know what i'm saying still just rapping basically but sure with that with with, with that twist on it and then it, from there it just kind of grew into more it really started growing into way more once I started collaborating with Dan, Dan the Automator on it. Okay, okay. That's when it really started to fill out into this whole universe and shit. Right, so so what do you do to sort of get into that mindset of just, you know, writing a concept album and just, you know, intergalactic raps? Um, it's a lot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it take a lot. It take a lot of study and it take a lot of no referencing. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I've even, I've even studied how to write sci-fi. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Because I wanted it to be like, you know, official to a degree. You know what I'm saying? I don't want like a sci-fi fan to listen to it and be like, uh, oh, this shit's so... <laughs> right. This shit weak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it takes a lot. The, the second album took like 10 years to write. Mm. Wow. Wow. You were actively writing it for 10 years? The lyrical lyrical part? Uh, hold on a second. Hard for me to hear you. Were you actively writing for writing the second album since the first one? Nah. Oh, okay. Nah. Because, you know, uh, as time progressed, you know, my mind just ain't on that. Right. Okay. It's on real shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going through real shit in my life. Right, right. But my mind ain't really on that no more. Mm. And people that's around me, they're not listening to that shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like, Dell, we love you. You know what I'm saying? We fuck with you. Deltron went over my head, buddy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the hood still. You feel me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers yeah. ain't listening to that. <laughs> not saying it's weak or nothing, but right, like, right. it's real life. Yeah. So, But so, I'm, I'm to the point. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so kind of kind of on that tip because what you just mentioned right now kind of comes up on the future development album um which me you know the rest of the guys here is we feel is an incredible album um, um future development i went like when you was you're, oh you're right like you got you kind of got skits where you're t you're talking with the homies and they're kind of it, it i don't know i felt like Oh, I kind of get Dell's dynamic now. Like he's this is I, it felt authentic in that way. What such a great album? Do you do you ever get pissed off that you know that wasn't it didn't get the release that it was supposed to by Elektra and and kind of not to bring up bad shit, but how did how did that how did that sit with you? Because it's an amazing album. Oh, I did. I wasn't tripping though. Yeah. I, I understood that at the time, a lot of shit was shifting at Elektra. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it was a lot of shit was just beyond people control. 
mm. that was looking out for me. You know what I'm saying? Dante had left the label. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He had somebody up there that was kind of looking out for me. But motherfuckers liked me up there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sylvia Rohn actually flew to the Bay and took me out to dinner to talk to me about the shit. Mm. That's huge. I think that's more than a lot of people get. Wow. I mean, that's huge. Like, I don't, I don't think many people get that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But see, at the time, I'm not knowing. I'm thinking it's all about me or some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or I'm complaining about some stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? So she get out here and she's like, you know, she's like trying to see what we could do. You know what I'm saying? So right. she's like, okay, you you looking at any other producers? You like Premier? You like Pete Rock? Right. Of course I like these dudes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm huge fans of these dudes. But what I say to her, well... Why would I work with? Why would I get them to produce when I do the same thing they do? Mm-hmm. Now she didn't say this, but I know she must have been thinking this in her head because they sell records, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm trying to keep you on the fucking label. Right. You ain't selling no records. I'm trying to keep you on the label. What right. can we do? Right. She's just kind of sitting there, like, mm, just still trying to talk to me. And I see Domino and the other seat, kind of like, oh my god, <laughs> oh this head shit, like, oh my god. He know it's over. <laughs> <laughs> but so I kind of like stuck my foot. I stuck my own foot in my mouth with that. I would have to say because if I wanted to work with them, I could have, and it wasn't under no conditions. That was false. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pete Rock and Premier sight, actually. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wasn't asking me to do no crazy shit. You feel me? Right. So I'm not mad at all. I, I I understand that I had a part to play with that, and they let me do what I wanted to do up there, and they supported it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody liked me at a lecture, so I don't have the same horror story like other people got. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, uh. We're definitely fans of of that record, and it was produced by you. I just learned the future development joint. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay is that is that oh, something no, it, it, is that something that you're looking to do again in the future? I know you've got the amp live joint out right now, but you know, are you sitting on kind of a, a batch of beats that we're gonna end up hearing down the line? Oh, I'm I'm produced all the time. Okay, <laughs> I, I got like hella mixtapes and shit online and shit. Huh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That I produced. Right on. I'm always producing though. Like that's, you know, what I'm saying since my first album, I produced it. Like Dabalina, I produced mm. pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Okay. So about half of the first album was my shit. So when people was like, "Man, it's so different," and I'm like, "It's not like I didn't, you know, I didn't work on it." Like right. a good portion of my first album was beats I made. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They was they was just made better by DJ Pooh. Mm. And, and um and Rasad, the boogeyman, you know what I'm saying? But you know, boogeyman is the, the shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Poo, yeah. Poo, 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 DJ Pooh produced fucking uh, what's that song by LL? Oh my god, it's like a B side. Damn, when I remember, I'll say something. But okay. now <laughs> it's still the slap. Fuck it, I'm just saying it's, that song is still the slap. Mm. Oh my god, I wish I could remember the name. <laughs> I'm reading Hip Hop Family Tree right now too. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that comic, book, comic, that comic book. Yeah, yeah, those are great. It's um, hella tight, dude. Can we talk about Hyro a little bit and just like how does it function as a collective these days? Is there like a group chat? Like, are you guys friends? Or is oh it yeah, just... for sure. We, we all grew up together. Yeah. So besi- besides oh, no. Hyro Day, are there any plans to kind of do more group projects, or is that kind of on hold for now? 
Um, that's left up to what what they want to do, I guess. You know what I mean? Me, I'm more interested in what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that I won't do shit. You know what I mean? Because right. I ain't got a problem with nobody. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't like that. But I just, I moved, I, I kept moving. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how, I, I don't know how, I, you know what? I guess everybody kept moving in their own way. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I'm just somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's not to say that I can't come together and form Voltron right. if they need to. Yep. Right. But I don't know if that's going to happen because, you know, shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> People funny about certain things, issues, not necessarily with me, but. You know how a band be. Mm-hmm. It's typical <laughs> band. Shit, yeah, you know what especially I mean? with 10 people. That makes sense. <laughs> no. perfect, perfect. But I will say this, though. In general, everybody can get along. We just did a, we just did a high road thing up at a Oakland, the Oakland Museum oh. uh, last Thursday. Nice. And I used to go to the Oakland Museum as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. exhibit. So really to be good. performing there, that was crazy. Yeah. So, so but you guys have kind of... It's been this long arc, but you've actually been embraced by the city of Oakland, right? Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I so, guess you could say, yeah. yeah so how, how does that feel? Because I feel like, you know, the, the kind of high-row aesthetic, right, uh, what you guys came out with in the early 90s became kind of the look of of the town after a while. You know what I mean? And, and so not what do you just, mean the look? The what do you mean the look? It, the look of it, like... You know, I'm from. We're from San Jose, so we were introduced uh-huh. to, to backpacks and dreads and things like that. That that wasn't, you know, it wasn't considered a mainstream thing back then. Do Do you right. feel like that? Do you get, feel like you were kind of your crew was on the the cutting edge of kind of making that kind of stuff popular? Not because everything I was doing was fu- either functional mm. or. Yeah, I was I was just following the rules. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, which there ain't many rules in hip hop, but you know, don't bite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could do whatever you want as long as it's dope. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you got to really be part of the culture. Like, well, back then they'll beat your ass maybe if you come around <laughs> right. and you you just look strange. You know what I'm saying? If you just walking up, you ain't a hip hopper. Like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Dell. so look like, at, Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. So, you know, looking back at your career, I mean, you've had many phases, right? You had the I Wish My Brother George Was Here, you had the solo stuff, uh, you had Gorillaz, uh, Deltron, and now you're doing, you know, the just collaborative efforts with different producers. When you look mm-hmm. back, is there is there like an era that you're really fond of, like one that you really like? Um, let me think about that. The first, the first album? Mm-hmm. First album, man, I was kicking it so hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, it was. It, I was chilling every day, every damn day. Pooh used to be in the studio every day. He had like a mountain of weed on the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> and this before the this before no this when the Chronic first came out. Mm, right. I'm not talking about the record, the Chronic. I'm talking about <laughs> the weed. <Chronic. laughs> <the Chronic. laughs> actually, just came out. That's so funny. like, well, um, Shorty Low. Shorty Lowe was like blowing some smoke in my face and shit. I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's a cryonic. 
<laughs> I'm like the cry I'm like laughing. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, it'll make you cry. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me try it. It was lit, dude. Oh my god. I used to like chocolate side back then, but then it make a long story short. It was like cool. Like everybody from the hood out there, you know what I'm saying? Like from Cube Hood and shit. Like Pooh. You know what I'm saying? Wavy. Fucking, you know, hella fools, man. Shorty Low, JD, you know what I'm saying? I was with JD a lot. A threat. Mm. Deadly threat. I used to fuck with Deadly Threat. I used to fuck with Mr. Grimm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Man. I, just the LA scene out there. My my boy Khalif out there. I used to fuck with Dazzy D. It was hella fools. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That, you- that just was oh, just the scene out there. It was light, lightweight gangbang type shit, but like not really because everybody's rapping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's that's the kind of environment that it kind of was. So for them to be accepting my shit, right? You know what I'm saying? Was like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once they got to know me, once they got to know me, they kind of seen like okay, he kind of weird, but he a nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right on, man. So, you know, I mean, just looking back, I mean, you're obviously this rap veteran and, you know, I'm sure some younger cats are going to just hear about the Amp Live project. But moving forward, um, what do you envision for the rest of your career? You've been through so many phases. Uh, what, what's 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 Dell going to do and from 2020 to 2030? Man, I'm, um, let me hold on a second. I'm trying to get on BART. Let me just sit somewhere to the side. Real quick. Oh, dude. No, I ain't gonna get on there right now. It's too much shit. Wacky world of public happening over there. Okay, um, man, I'm I've been studying uh I've been studying fucking uh, uh humor, humor writing. Wow. Okay. Because I've been watching you know battle rap for like the last ever since it was popping pretty much. Mm, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. And like as they got better, it's like motherfuckers just. I look up one day and like motherfuckers is just. Like crazy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, these motherfuckers is crazy. So from that, <laughs> I started studying humor writing because I figured out, like, you know, that's what it is basically. Right. That they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? They're like they're like humor writers basically. Okay. Okay. Because rhyming in itself is already humorous. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Just alone. But they're using things like puns. Mm-hmm. They're using things like you know double entendres. Mm-hmm. That shit is that shit is like basic shit to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, okay, they going past beyond just rhyming hella syllables. I'm thinking that's the pinnacle damn near. Right. <laughs> Even though I know from just being interested in humor that, you know, I know about puns. I know about, you know, this shit I grew up with like. Right. So to see rappers starting to use more of that, I mean, they used it before, but not hell of like, motherfuckers is wizards now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the average rapper on record can't fuck with them at all. No. Right. right. At all. Right. Like, at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, these are the best rappers in the world, actually. I'm like, damn. Would you jump in so, it? Like, Would you jump in it for the, for the right way? I'm trying money? to go somewhere where it's less <laughs> shrapnel, man. Let me start, start rolling up the hill real quick. I mean, up the street real quick. So I'm like, damn, all this fucking noise and shit. Are you are you uh, still in Oakland? What's that? Are you still in Oakland? I'm in Oakland right now, yeah. Okay. Uh, so but, but, but I stay in Richmond. You stay in uh, Richmond. Okay, because I was about to ask, because the Bay Area is kind of crazy. Um 
is is it is it hard to kind of to kind of stay here um, and be here, cost of living, and you know the music industry lives in L.A. Why? What's kept you like tethered to the Bay? Oh, and not moving to L.A. Yeah. Um, I don't like L.A. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Hollywood is there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, that's not it's you. Just, it's, yeah, you feel me? Like, I, it's too fast-paced. And it's too much phony shit going on. <laughs> and it's too much violence as far as the hood is concerned. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. they don't. They got violence here, but they, you know, they, they shoot more for, over money and shit up here. Right. Out there, it's more about, you know, uh, historical beef or whatever you know what mm. i mean okay you, you feel me like a few like yeah right well though right. i mean um for like so you know us here you know for a dad bod rap pod we're like older guys and you know we've been following your career since since the very beginning um since oh, hold on though but, but but just but just to be clear though i don't have a problem with it like i respect i respect <laughs> the game you know what course, saying? But I, yeah yeah i avoid like situations you feel me of course of course got got you got you you have any uh last statements for long-time listeners who've been following you since the beginning um keep listening man like i'm I'm thinking i'm coming i'm about to come with some interesting shit man okay i've studied one thing that i really want to do is a lot of people been saying like okay that battle first of all they like battle rap is they they don't even use music i'm like Mm. yeah since when have you watched motherfuckers battle and there's been music playing? I don't remember that. Right, right. It's on the street somewhere or in a, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, the, the most you get in somebody's banging on the wall or the car or something. Right. But there ain't no music playing. <laughs> so, but, but, but also they say like, you know, they can't make a record and shit. Right. Like that, they can't, they can't do that right. on a record or translate. You know. Yeah. Yo, I so- think you, I think you can. <laughs> okay. Okay. Motherfuckers already did it. The whole history of rap on record, motherfuckers was doing that. It mm. wasn't to this level. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's how you rap. You use wordplay, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or you used to use wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, you know is, is that what we can expect coming up though? Cuz now I'm I'm excited like who's Dell battling? You right, got, you right. got me. You piqued my interest now. Uh no, nah, no. Nah, I I wouldn't try to jump up in that that's they stuff, you know what mm, I'm saying? Yeah. Let them just that's that's they food. You feel me? I wouldn't try right. to do that. And right. you know, I, I I enjoy watching it because that's what I used to do. But just because I used to do it, don't mean I'm built for it today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like fools, you really like. Sometimes it go it go wrong. Very very seldom right. does somebody get hit. But every now and then yeah. somebody might get hit or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a blood sport for real, <laughs> for real. Yo, Dell. So. But, but, but hold on a second, though. But but I want to. I kind of want to prove and show, like this is what you could do to some of them if they're watching. You know what I'm saying? Like this is how you can take them skills because motherfuckers is like all just rapping about another rapper. Mm, right. You can mm. battle anything in society uh, that you don't like. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It don't necessarily have to be battling a rapper. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and this is this is humor. Basically, that's how humor works. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have a target, something you don't like or something. Basically, it's basically it's a way for you to be able to complain and talk shit about something that's socially acceptable, basically. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what humor is. You know what I'm saying? And and rap rap times humor is is really kind of lethal. Yep. Like if if there's a good diss record about you, you've kind of yeah. I'll say it again. I said if there's a good somebody writes a really good diss record about you that 
it's kind of there's nothing there's nothing better than that to me in the in in rap is when somebody really puts together a a really skillful uh takedown takedown disc record but is that is so you might be coming with something now i'm interested <laughs> so you you might be coming with something that's in, incorporating elements of the battle scene on record oh well my th- me I, a long time ago i kind of decided like the average person ain't gonna understand what i'm talking about okay if i'm <laughs> rapping about another rapper okay or seemingly like right. they're gonna be like after a while which is what happened in the industry basically because i think that's partially the industry fault and the other part is on us you know what i'm saying motherfuckers mm. start rapping about too much rap shit mm. okay it was cool around like big daddy kane like Bismarcky, like rock him around that level was, was about how complicated you could go and still have the average motherfucker be fucking with you mm. right. you know what i'm saying that was skills the motherfucker they was like that's tight but once it started going past that the average motherfucker like I don't get this it. shit. I don't. Yeah. I guess it's dope. I guess it's tight <laughs> if you say so. But I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm talking about some space shit that don't even fucking make no sense. Like Prodigy said, you feel me? <laughs> True. Word. That. So like, but True that's that. that's what it is. So to, I feel like you got to keep it at a certain level. Mm. And I, I, I thought I, I I I figured that out like a while ago. So that's kind of along the lines that I'm talking about. So humor fits in nicely with that. Right. Because it gives me an outlet to be able to talk about shit that really get on my nerve. This is not even really about other rappers. Right. right. It's more about people's personality traits and, you know what I'm saying, the way people do psychologically that really be irritating. Right. And a lot of my songs is about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think... let me move some. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like most of my songs are some kind of some kind of version of that. You know what I mean? And so it's not really about a girl. It's not really about this type of dude. It's more about a, a mentality. Right. Right. But I approach it like a battle rapper. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, man, we you know what we, I'm we really appreciate the the insight into your career. Um, appreciate your time. I know you you trying to hop on the public transit. Uh, yeah. Uh, so everybody out there, please go cop gate thirteen, Dell Amp Live. Dell, thank you so much for your time. Uh, right on, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for being on the program. Peace. Okay. Okay. Peace. 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 Power, nothing but power. We are the cleanup hitter of, of podcasts right now. I'm just I'm on my I'm on my sports hype right I think now. We're okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're not Barry Bonds. Yeah. We're like Mark Scudero, like Scrappy. I, I could live with a Scudero. Yes, yeah. Scrappy right. athlete. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Long was, long career. Yeah. Good, good career. Good yeah. baseball yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. I want to be Barry with like the the size. You know, XXXL right. fucking elbow. They have to invent new hat sizes, Barry. <laughs> right, right. Barry, That's we're, what I'm we're in a nine and three quarters. Like, I hit up Balco before we get here. Um, Dad bought Rap Pod. We're, we're back. You have just heard 
our incredible interview with Dell, the funky homo sapien. One of our best, our first one where the guest was actually eating. Which <laughs> That was new. That's dope, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I told you guys he was real. No, no. He eats in everything. He's, <laughs> he's, he's hungry. Eats, he eats. He jumps on, on public transit. Right. Um, so it, it could not have had a more sort of hometown feel. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's traversing about the bay. Totally. Um, so we, we, were, we were very pleased to have him as a guest on the program. And so we're going to, if you couldn't tell from the interview, we're super Dell nerds. And we're going to go through our slept on gems, those diamonds in the rough of the catalog of, of Dell that, you know, you may not know about or you may have uh, just kind of heard about. Dave, you brought up some shit that I've never heard about. Yeah. So, you know, for the segment, you know, we were thinking of uh, our favorite Dell tracks, uh, sort of um, undercover like ones. And the one that struck that stuck out to me, it's actually called um, aptly titled Crazy Dell Song, comma. Beyond the Cloak of Darkness, and I know a lot of people might have not might have not have heard of it because it's uh, it was later released on a Hyro Oldies Part Two tape, and I think um, what it stands out to me is because why it stands out to me is because it's actually one of the few hieroglyphic songs with a long arrangement. It has two. Um, it's basically a two-parter that's sort of interconnected with like a weird pastiche of samples. Mm. And the the first part is this really dark, like macabre imagery that like Dell sort of conjures. And uh, here it is. I see so you know what I like about it is it's it's such a it has such a sense of dissonance and a weird imagery to it and as soon as you sort of get into it um, the song flips. The second portion of the song is much more happier. It's a sunnier beat, and Dell's rhymes are a bit less macabre than the previous verse, which you can hear right here. It's 92 when people's bulbs are still dim. Real reminiscent of the high school gym. Demolish my college intuition. I forget everybody that was on a mission for higher education, but the time was the lingers. And I put the fingers on my hands with my man to his brand. Mr. Piano, because he bans no ideas from his brain boundaries. I asked him how he likes the sound of these likes of musical vocals that will raise the full vocals over ignorance. So now I did. So just from looking at looking um, everything up and doing my research, I guess this this sounds like it was recorded between No Need for Alarm and Future Development, which uh, to me is like okay. the most fertile era. I mean, that's my favorite Dell stuff. And um, it's it's a crazy slept on Dell track. I mean, with him, he's had a few incarnations through his career with right. Gorillaz and Deltron. And there's also this other track called Cyberpunks, which I think um, is another slept on Dell track. Um, where he sort of first mentions Deltron Zero mm, huh. and is sort of this comic book, um, wildly colorful song. But for my pick and for, you know, listeners, listeners out there and Dell fans, um, the song is called Crazy Dell Song Beyond the Cloak of Darkness. And by far, that's, I think, the most slept on and most interesting Dell song. It's like a nine minute track. Uh, is it kind of like that Saya and Yeshua song, A Day Like Any Other? Like in just length and like kind of like the, how it has movements and it's kind of uh, it, it it's not it doesn't have movements as much as like it, it, 
in terms of like it's not like orchestrated. Okay. You know, it's right. like super dark, super sunny, gotcha. tied together with a pastiche of samples. Fascinating. But like, you know, from like this underground rapper that you would not expect for who, sure. Who just, you know, wished his brother George was here. It you know, it's crazy. Aptly wow. titled. What about you guys? Nate? I've got two. Um one I I kind of wanted to talk about. It's actually I I came into this with some theories about his career, and he didn't necessarily confirm the, or deny them in the uh, in the course of the interview. But I still think, even though he didn't directly say this because we didn't directly ask him, that his work on future development, which for kind of not huge Dell fans, is kind of a lost tape of his. It was going to be his third major label record, and then it right. ended up being one of the first releases right. on Hyro Imperium, which was their independent label that their crew started to kind of take control of their own publishing and their own careers, which we could do a whole episode on the Bay Area's independent out-the-trunk ethos. But um, the song Future Development is kind of the first, to me, um, instance of Dell kind of taking a sci-fi direction, which would later be explored at mm -hmm. album length on Deltron 3030 with Automator and Kid Koala, right? Kid Koala, yeah. yep. Yeah, so this is a bit of Future Development. Each rap is texture map to perfection, a 3D world for you to step in. I leave MC stranded on asteroids, floating through the void of space. Del the black man, African, back again. Cracking windshields, so I can heal your souls when you feel my flows. A wild beast when I piece together beats like puzzles. MCs feel muzzled like Dobermans, it's over when you try to duplicate. And then you're too for eight for trying to sink your teeth in. Me to your maker, Del the caretaker, here to break it like the so you kind of see the where things are heading. There's kind of a anime Metal Gear Solid right. kind of vibe right. that right. Uh, that he's exploring. And then the other one is just a personal favorite from his catalog. I don't think it's as slept on as some of the other ones that we're going to mention, but it's just always been an important song to me. Um, it's Sunny Meadows, which is just like one mm. of the ultimate weed mm. anthem songs. It's just such a pleasant <laughs> right. song. It's got this loping horn sample and just like really chill kind of a, you'll hear it yeah starts off with a bong rip yeah it's <laughs> all good songs too. right sunny so this meadows. is a little bit of sunny meadows i contemplate a rhythm with a hunch swing and give a punch and put a fraud out to lunch and scrunch up your rap book pages eat them like it's licorice snatch your gold chains steal your gold fronts and return them to the caves of the motherland and write our rhinoceros back to the other land so i could show a fuck who is the prototype and then go toe-to-toe -to -toe. and if the rhythm is hype i take it on my journeys to the mystic place so i could diss the facial value of your ballyhoo see my style is rather passive but i could get aggressive brothers get done when they cool so um and then i i'm not gonna like call it a slept on gem but i feel like we would be remiss if we didn't close the or talk about this in the episode um when he does his alter ego and he pitches up his mm -hmm. own voice, mm -hmm. uh, Unicron. Unicron. Yes, is, Unicron. Is that the first time someone did that? That's the first time well, I remember I, someone doing that. That's, true. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I think you would have to give credit to Slick Rick. But did, I but think he, but he did didn't speed up. He the, didn't the, literally. Pitch but he didn't like. He didn't pitch say it, pitch. it was someone else. Like I've had arguments recently where people are like, "No, no, that's that's someone else. That's a kid. No, Unicron no, is no, a little no, no, kid." No, no, it's no, like, no. Oh, it's no. clearly Dell. I've specifically asked him about it in yeah. previous interviews. Yeah, that's yeah. that's an alter ego thing that he did with uh, what what's his name? Mad something. Uh, Canadian dude. Oh, oh Mad, Mad Child. Child. Mad Child. Mad yeah. Child. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Swollen okay. Members. Swollen, swollen members. members. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's a so Dell was, Swollen was Members song. Was Unicron the first instance of somebody pitching up their voice and pretending to be another character? Hmm. I am Dad Bod Nation. We need you. <laughs> 
if you can either confirm or deny Nate's hypothesis, please hit us up uh, at DadBodRatPod on Twitter. Um, what about you, buddy? Hmm. I'm still tripping on that Unicron thing. <laughs> uh, a couple years after the Unicron joint came out, um, or not even a couple years, or maybe it was a couple, 18 months, uh, Biggie did something similar. That's what I was going to say. Right. Yeah, he did something similar. We're like, oh, you took from Dell. Right. You bite her and you're super dope. <laughs> um, so for me, my, my slept on gym for Dell also may not be, if you're like a Dell head, this is more of like... Uh, a fixture song in his canon, but it's called Eye Examination. It's on the the B side of the the Dr. Bombay 12 inch, which as far as hip hop 12 inches go, covers amazing. Yeah. Like mm. like if you get your hands on it, I hope you have three hundred dollars or something. <laughs> it's, it's I'm sure it's super expensive. But the song Dr. Bombay, not really one of my faves, but on the B side there was um eye examination which super psychedelic. Um, it has this really, there's like some water sloshing sounds in the background. Um, it's the, the baseline is just out of control. And he starts with the, uh, for again, for Dell heads, an iconic line. I never had real friends till now. Mm-hmm. I never had real friends till now. I never had to steal ends cause that's foul. I walk the streets with the baseball bat feeling secure, but I try not to hit like fights that's immature. Actions that come back to haunt. I work hard to get the things that I want and never flaunt, never post where the most guys post high. I keep my focus towards the ground and I pound any brother who's my ace to my face. Even if he snakes on the under, I try not to wonder. Training my brain with mental anguish, strangers rather eerie. Clearly, just a whim. I adjust to him, deal with the dealers and the squealers and the jockeys. I can take the fizz out the carbonated copies. Imprints are made in the sand as I walk. Them hits reveal rather grand as I talk. So that's eye examination um, to give you a sense of how invested in this one song I am. Dell did a, a in store event. Um, at the former location of, of Clout, um, damn San Jose and your gentrification. You, <laughs> Clout's no longer there, but um, Dell did it in-store, in and, and there was a contest where if you could rap the entire eye examination, uh, you won some headphones. So I'm a rapper, and I typically don't do shit like that because I feel like uh, I'm a rapper too. I shouldn't, you know what I mean? I don't. I feel like I put myself too much in the fan box, but I had to do it. And God damn it, I won those $8 headphones because I know <laughs> all get the you words. some skull candies. I, I got my skull candy <laughs> together uh, off my knowledge of, of said record. That's awesome. So Dell seems like he's one of those artists that has a lot of those, though, right? Like there's like a lot of nooks and like Easter eggs. In I his think he's career. incredibly productive and not every like kind of idea he's ever had has had a home on an album right. that was like put out in the perfect way and just packaged for the average right, consumer. Right. And you know, but that's part of the reason why he, he shows up on so many rap comps from like 98 to, to 2003. Totally. All those over. beats and lyrics comps Various and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah. He's got tracks on all of yeah. those. Because I mean, who doesn't want to work with, with Dell? Totally. Know? I gotta say, I love Dell. I have a, I have a wish my brother Georgie was here sticker on my needle case. Wow. If I ever leave the house to DJ, I take that with me everywhere <laughs> I go. Okay. I had a T-shirt with his face on it. That's the only 
I think man I've ever worn a t-shirt <laughs> with this face on it in my life. So one of um, my uh, one of my first uh, articles ever that were published was on was on Dell and with Dell, and so he kind of nice. helped put me on. What was that what for? I mean? It was for Wax Poetics. Oh, when nice. They just started their website. Oh, that's and cool, I was man. like, sure, I can get something with Dell. You know, yeah. have you heard of this guy? You know, and <laughs> of course everybody had. You know, to to listeners, he's such a legend, West yeah. Coast legend. Yeah. You know, so yeah, for sure. but, but super chill, and I'm I'm excited. Um, about you know stuff he's gonna continue to put out right the, right the whole thing he alludes to at the end about the battle rap yeah, and the humor yeah. writing I'm like yeah. is he curating mm-hmm. battle rappers and making them write yeah. good songs because yeah. that could be incredible totally and he definitely has ha- always had an element of humor to his raps you yes. know? yeah so yeah and battling so yeah. for right. him so, to be like a student right now is just phenomenal to hear well it was great in the interview to hear about that because you know I I have read that the Gorillaz record he wrote after reading a book about hit wow. songwriting. So he's he's a student of the game. Wow. He's got a lot of work out there uh, for you guys to pick up. We gave you a couple of them. All we ask is that you properly attribute who put you on. That's all. <laughs> when you tell your friend, like, oh, I heard this new joint is, is super dope, don't be like, you just found it. Just, I mean, give credit where it's due. Um, Dad bod, rap pod. So... We here at the Dead Bod Rap Pod have done um, probably more than we thought we could do coming, <laughs> coming out the gate. I'm just, I'm not even going to front. There's, there's a Cardi B-ness to, um, <laughs> come on, you think Cardi was at all thinking she was going to be hey, where I, she I, I back Cardi, I back Cardi. Yeah, Absolutely but she had, not. she had no idea that was coming. Yeah, there's and, an element and, of luck and good timing. And Absolutely. Sure, sure. And yeah. I think we've been, we've been the beneficiaries of that. Um, on, on the Dead Bod Rap Pod. And so now we want to do a closing segment uh, we call Speak It, Speak It Into Existence, <laughs> where we just make, you know, you got to shoot your shot. Yeah, we we're make, putting it out there. We're putting it out there, things we'd like to see happen. Um, I know, Nate, your original concept was like on the show, but I'm, I'm just going to say in life. Yeah, yeah. Le, go ahead. Do speak it up. It, speak it into existence, Nate. I'm what still going to do it on the show because I just like to put out there into the universe and if any of our friends or our contemporaries can help us make this happen, I think a dream guest for all three of us would be E-40. 100%. I really, really want to talk to E-40, so Absolutely. I'm just going to put this out there. And I, I just a little bit of background on why I wanted to do this. Um, back in the MySpace era, I had a, a little segment of like people I wanted to meet, mm. and I met all of them. Nice. Just as as the time went, Tom one of, though one of them was the uh, <laughs> not Tom. You know, Tom cashed out at the right time. By yeah, the way, yeah, he did. That's that guy <laughs> yeah, played did. it perfectly. Now Justin Timberlake is left owning MySpace, and it's this like side scrolling <laughs> storytelling. Dev- I don't know what's up with that. Anyway, uh, the the one that kind of relates to hip hop is uh, the writer Dave Tompkins, who's right. kind of like a a hermit yeah. and does not leave mm-hmm. the house. But he wrote a book, and I went and bought Dave and I copies, and I got to shake his hand. So I kind of kind of got to cross that one off the list. So E forty, if you're out there, love to talk to you about your craft and your career. Absolutely. Also about your warrior seats, man. <laughs> he's, That's he's, hilarious. He's out there. Dave, is there, is there anything you want to kind of speak in, hmm. into existence? You know what? That's kind of hard. And I, I, I would say I'm fortunate to have already spoken to a lot of people I like. But um, sort of within the music um, world, um, it's always really difficult to get a hold of any Wu-Tang member. Mm. And I've been huh. very lucky to have uh, spoken to Ghostface and Jizza and Ray, okay. but never RZA. 
So that would be okay. amazing. That's the for that's, us to pick his brain about kung fu and samples. That's you know? the elusive holy grail. Totally, totally. Okay. And anybody in the industry can attest to that. I mean, it's ridiculous the, to pin the, these guys down. The reclusive nature. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. They don't huh. give a fuck. They don't need it. Yeah, t- exactly. Uh, okay, okay. Now, you've pretty much booked every dope interview we've had thus far, <laughs> but I'm gonna drop down the gauntlet because I I have a, a friend who is pretty tight with RZA. So what? so, and they're like, "Why are you holding that out?" I know. Um, <laughs> so if if I land it, dude, fiftieth episode extravaganza. Fiftieth <laughs> episode extravaganza. Thirty sixth episode. <laughs> Dang, that would be the it, move. If I land it by the thirty sixth episode, <laughs> I mean, I need a margarita pizza or something. Y'all gotta, y'all gonna have to celebrate me. That's uh, a on deal. That one. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Speaking into existence. Now you got me thinking about pizza. Right. Um, <laughs> Can we speak one of those into existence? <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be? Time. Oh man. Um, I don't know. I think I would say what I'd like to to kind of put out there is I would like us to get to 500 Twitter followers. That'd wow. Be cool. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, Our, if, if you're a fan of the program, you know, add, you know, follow, comment. You know, we're eternally grateful for that. Absolutely. And it's like I want, I want our Twitter to be a space of, of heated and rancorous debate <laughs> We're about too the issues, about the issues of the time. I'm too polite. You're, you are too polite. You're, 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 you're handling the Twitter, Damone, and you're doing yeah. a great job. Very cantankerous. If you see a polite retweet, yeah. that's me. That's <laughs> always Dave. If you see a hot take, that's, that's Damone. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Pretty much. Loved your record. <laughs> great stuff, guys. I'm like, trap music is the future of everything, and if you don't agree, you suck. Um, so, so please uh, follow us on Twitter. Twitter at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Argue with us. Um, out of a previous episode, a recent episode, where we talked about the dilemma of Dad Bods and jeans, <laughs> uh, we had one of our, our Twitter followers, you know, came through with the info. I was supposed to hit up the Great Mall, <laughs> MLP, just the Levi's outlet, and that's yeah. that's the kind of exchange that we need. Let's let's all figure out how to get fitting pants and, and listen to. <laughs> To dope records. I'm wearing cut off jean shorts as as, as we speak. I know per, the audience per, can't see it. Per huge. Um, <laughs> Dave started the above the knee movement. Um, Black you, slim. You need to uh, you need to get with it. So we we hope you've enjoyed this episode. DL the funky Homo sapien, living legend. Another one here on the Dead Pod Rap Pod. And a one and a two. We want to thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodrappod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. <laughs> <laughs>